Cafe on RX Radio and I am Crystal Newman. Always excited to hear from my guests, to chat with them as they share what they're passionate about. My guest today is a businessman with over 20 years of experience working within the East African region. Now he graduated with a degree in quantitative economics and one of the things he wanted to talk about, which I am all for, is intentional parenting. He has four girls between 15 and Eight and uh, intentional parenting is something that you decided to do a while back, and you've been sharing your journey. Welcome, Colin Subika, to the Group Cafe. Thank you, Crystal. How um, are you? Happy doing? to be here. Well, thanks. And yourself? Good. We've already been getting into it, and uh, I'm yes, like, wait, wait, yes. wait. We have to start sharing this with everyone else. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. How are you doing? How has this year been for you, especially as someone in business? Everyone is taking a hit in every sense of the word because mm-hmm. of uh, the pandemic, mm-hmm. the two years. So generally in Uganda, as a downtown businessman, I work in Chikubo. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have challenges of, uh, what is it called, uh, bargaining power, mm-hmm. purchasing power, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So people don't have money to spend okay. to buy necessary goods. And I did in kitchen where I Pretty much everyone needs mm-hmm. a plate, a cup, a, yes, absolutely. a cooker here and all, of, <laughs> all those things. So there's, there's been a hit in every sense of the word. Obviously, uh, there are several things that we can't, uh, that are beyond our control, like say the prices of uh, freight, uh, I mean the dollar rate. Mm-hmm. There's very little you can do about mm-hmm. such things, but we persevere. What do we do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said you, you started business right when you were at university. That's how far back it goes? Yes. Okay. Uh, so what happens is that uh, as a government student, but I didn't study during the day. So I started during the evening. Uh, so I used the whole day, like from 8 to 5, to come figure out something. Okay. Was there yeah. someone else in your family in business? Yes. And uh, I would confidently say that's my mother. Oh, your mom. Yeah, my, my mom was doing that. So I started picking up from there. Okay. Yeah. And you were born in Mengo. Yeah, I was born in Mengo. I'm the first born of four kids. Mm-hmm. Two brothers, Alan and Henry, and my little sister, Joanna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're the, so oldest. I'm, I'm the oldest. So you were always deputy parents. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. I, I think I started parenting when I was 15 because my dad had to go to Kigali. I haven't lived with my dad since uh, 95. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, that's a long time ago. That's right. Oh, so by 15, then by you 15, kind of had to be the father. By 15, it was only me and my mom uh, trying figure out things pretty much much what earlier than normal mm-hmm. a yeah, lot of responsibility life gives you mm-hmm. what it gives you then you deal with it that is true that yeah. is true it's not yeah. going to help anyone to sit there and lament no, which some no. people do they're like Absolutely. oh can you so waste a lot happen? of time trying to figure out why this is happening to you mm-hmm. as opposed to getting the bull by the horn and a movie Okay. So when you graduated, you said you were already in business at that yes, point. Yes. Um, did you look at getting a job or you were like, no, let I me never go straight in? I my transcript. That maybe that's, that's enough. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, never, I graduated. Of course, I was at the, at the, what is that called? Freedom Square. Mm-hmm. Yes, I had the book. I still have the book. Mm-hmm. Where my name is printed. <laughs> so you showed up that's for a, the ceremony, I but, showed up for the but ceremony. you don't need a yeah, transcript. Yeah, I, I don't think I ever needed it. I, I remember, I think the only thing I have is that document that you take through every faculty and every department for mm-hmm. signatures. Mm-hmm. It's full the assigned. The one for clearing. Yeah, clearing. Mm-hmm. It's full assigned. 
You still have I, it. I never handed it in. That's what I have for a degree. Colin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's what it is. Yeah. All right. So, so you decided, okay, business was for you. Was it already working out, or did you just know you understand yes, your personality in, in between, as well? Yeah, I, I guess it had already started taking shape because uh, while at uni, I used to go to Mombasa mm. and Nairobi to uh, load cargo and then bring it down to town. Uh, within campus, I'd already traveled to China and Dubai. Hey. Yes, so... Okay, really? Yeah, then yeah. what was the job going to no, do? No, the job was never going to deliver me anyway, <laughs> that's for sure. Now, but I tried reading after after uni. I went, I tried and gave a go at ACCA. Mm. And then uh, around, uh, when around the time I was getting married, business was a bit, had really picked up and stuff. So I sat to papers mm. i think on level two acca mm. flanked both of them and said that is it but no. i got enough experience <laughs> from accounting so i do my own I, there's no auditor that brings any word that i don't know so i do my own accounting so well, to speak there you yeah. go i think a lot of people even go into university do certain courses and then yes. they take what applies to applies to them mm-hmm. to what they are doing really at yeah. the end of the day that's how life is supposed absolutely. to work absolutely a lot of people say hey, you know in school you're learning all these things that you'll never use yeah. but yeah. you never know later, later on, on yeah. how they come into play absolutely. okay yeah. fine so um your oldest daughter is 15. Yes, she uh, turned 16 oh. this December. Oh, so she's yeah. turning 16. Yeah. When did you understand the whole concept of intentional parenting? And for people listening in, what does that mean? I'll start with the two keywords, mm. the what and the how. Okay. Yeah. And uh, to be honest, the what was, uh, it happened when Keza was born, 2nd December 2006. Mm. I kind of had this feeling that now my life was done. Oh. Yeah, because I had someone else now to take care of. Yeah. So I figured <laughs> it can't be both ways. I can't live life yet. There's one life that I need to put out there. Would you say so, this is a fear that most men have? The moment they have a child, they're like, oh my goodness, nothing will ever be the same again. I honestly believe I came from that position. I think there are some people who are really casual about it. Kids mm. will figure out the way they want to figure out life. Oh. I mean, we all figured out our way. Mm. So someone else might just think that their children will also have to figure it out. But for me, I thought the, in this world, the universe, if you looked at uh, how much it gets us together, mm. you kind of feel that there's little you can give to the world. So I actually thought that maybe if I, I put out the right kind of people to the world, mm. I'm talking about uh, raising children, my own children, and making sure they actually contribute positively to the world, it's the only thing I could ever do maybe. Mm-hmm. That for me is where they, I got compelled to say, look, now this is done. Okay, now I have a child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, it was Keza first. Yes. So it's like, now I have a child. There's got to be some work put in. Okay. So if you look at how the world was, so when we were growing up, say in the 80s, I used to, I, I refer to it as free range poultry keeping. You mm. remember the, you know the different types of poultry keeping yes. that we did in primary school? Mm-hmm. Now, free range was the type where you just let the chickens go out, figure out whether they eat worms, they drink water, or pick a, a nut or two. And they come back. And they come back. Mm-hmm. It's no longer tenable yeah. now. Yeah. Now that you have brick walls up, 
because I mean where I grew up the house was it never had a fence mm-hmm. but it was and it was safe house to, house, house, to house to house to house yeah mm-hmm. some people lived in flats so it was all open and things like that we were living in an area where an uncle called Okelo when mm-hmm. why do you called say Mogisha mm-hmm. would actually punish you for doing some wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. You can't do it now. No, you can't. So mm-hmm. now that you can't do it, so who's going to do it for you? Mm. For your children. Yeah. So it has to be you. So it's back to square one. You have to parent unintentionally. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. So right from the moment your daughter was born, yes, so you were like, okay, I'm taking this seriously. I like yeah. what you said earlier that you know some people yeah. take it casually. They're like, you know, we'll figure out yeah. things as yeah. we go along. That's yeah. life. Yeah. And then other people are like, uh-uh, I really want my children to step out into the world. That's right. And their reflection of what we are. Your values. Are my values, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, so you want to think that uh, the world is going it's a different direction mm-hmm. as you would, as you would know you a parent i am one so you know what it is if you don't put certain things right mm. i guarantee you're going to take care of those kids long into their 50s when you are 80 wow mm-hmm. that, that's not what you want no you I, want them to be independent, independent and go out and go out and be productive because what is it even if you had to go back to the the god the creation and its purpose you out here to be productive to be purposeful how do you do that without the training mm-hmm. you tell me you, you you can't so you intentional parenting is the only way but i keep asking myself what else are you doing if you're not parenting <laughs> if you have kids if you choose to have kids then you better have i'm, I'm also been a, a strong advocate of even women so you just don't have the gadgets to have children mm-hmm. be intentional about it yes it's not that i just have this particular set of gadgets that I can have children <laughs> you better be ready to have children and once they come along i mean that's it it's it's a wrap mm. they say you're not putting them back <laughs> no you're not putting them back so and you have to see them and the, the other thing is that you have only 18 years mm-hmm. yeah I, i talked about the what and the how yes. so the what is that is this big picture that you have that you try to uh you envision that kind of child the child that is one month and when they are adults mm-hmm. you kind of picture them how they should be how they will be in that particular world yes the how is a day to day process so i never knew what i was supposed to do when kaza was born okay but mm-hmm. because i was intentional about it i kept on finding out every damn day <laughs> that hey, this can work this can't out, work this can't work this is tenable this isn't something like that so the whole point is that you need to have that big picture mm-hmm. of where you want your children to be how you even figure out yourself say in retirement i mean if you're retiring if you're 65 and still looking at after 45 year old That's, that's pretty much and that's a reality yeah yeah this is happening right now mm-hmm. you know that many battling adults in their houses mm. in their homes yes because of several things that could have gone wrong i, I can't say i have it all right mm. it's about gambling but you have to have certain ways you gamble yes True. okay all right so the what and the how i found that interesting what do you want you want a fully mature independent productive adult 
to go out into the world. And the how Absolutely. is how is a day to There's day. no shortcut, there's Absolutely. no manual, you have to be there. Absolutely. So intentional parenting is also about also just being involved, involved. and being there on a day-to-day basis. Now I say that because a lot of people and yeah. I think we see this. You see this with your peers, even younger parents look at the provision side of parenting and yes. they are like but if I am paying school fees, mm. if I am buying them what they need yeah. and we're seeing this even more with women now. Huh? It mm-hmm. used to be more of men mm. as long as I provide. Yes, but yes. you're finding that even more women are like no, as long as I provide I've done my job as a parent. What do you say to that? And that's where we get it all wrong. Mm-hmm. See, it's like a business. I'm a businessman. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to invest money say in RX Radio mm-hmm. and I'm never there to see the day to day so I don't know the expense side, the income side, the revenue side the inflows and outflows. Mm-hmm. How am I going to run the business? True. So it's the same way with parenting. So you can't throw money at it and think it's going to work your way. Intentional parenting is very, very expensive. I kid you not. Mm-hmm. It's very, very costly. Yeah. If, if I take you through, say, the one whose journey I'm so comfortable with is Atalia, my first boy. Okay. Yeah, so I was looking for schools when she was two years old. Oh, wow. I was losing, looking for primary schools. I was trying to juggle between international schooling and then uh, the national curriculum and international curriculum mm-hmm. as early as two. Okay. You had and, already started I'd planning. I already started planning. Mm. Even by about um, grade four, I was already looking for where to take her to uh, secondary education. Mm-hmm. She goes to a school in Naga Khan, rather in Mombasa, called Naga Khan Academy. Yes, yes. Yes, mm-hmm. she's been there. This is her fifth year. She's doing her S4 now. Mm-hmm. And I'm already looking for where to take her for high school. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at uh, United World Colleges, mm-hmm. UWC Colleges. Mm-hmm. I'm already looking at what she should be doing at university and what colleges to go to. So everything is right ahead of time, right ahead of time, right mm-hmm. ahead of time. That way, of course, very expensive, but also becomes cheaper if things are not just bumping into you. Yes. That you just found out your S4 results are down. You know how we used to do it. <laughs> you first get and your they, results, then you figure out which, which school, school did I apply. Did it throw me out? Mm-hmm. Where was I uh, sold, mm-hmm. so to speak? <laughs> and that's where you settled. Yes. It can no longer work like that. Mm. I remember when I was... Because uh, I got into Aga Khan when she was pretty little. She was 10 turning to 11. Mm-hmm. No, she did uh, the interviews when she was 10, but to be admitted when she was 11. Mm. So my dad came over and, and asked me, why Aga Khan? Why are you leaving? Uh, why are you letting an 11-year-old go? All the way to Mombasa. All the way to Mombasa. So once I talked to him and put it down to what exactly I wanted, he said he had already figured out exactly what I wanted because people, for example, like Tony Blair or was this Boris Johnson, mm-hmm. however... <laughs> crazy he seems (laughs) those kinds of people are parented a different way okay and that's how they come out differently Mm -hmm. so you don't expect to sow nothing and (laughs) get Mm -hmm. to plant nothing and expect to reap a lot of a lot of results a lot of results Mm -hmm. so it's through that again Mm -hmm. yeah so um the how now let me begin with the how i was about to ask the how because i think a lot of people don't even get that part they're like but i see them every weekend i spend time with them every weekend absolutely <laughs> because uh among us my peers the guys i studied with i was one of the first people who got married really really early mm. about 26 or something mm-hmm. 27 maybe yes so i noticed that my real friends were never going to help me in this journey i, I set out a mission to look for older people mm. who had older kids mm. and whom i thought were doing a good job at it 
Okay. We became closer friends. I, I got to know which school. So you looked for mentors? I looked for mentors. That's mm-hmm. for sure. That's the best way you can put it. <laughs> yeah. So I looked for mentors. And they, I mean, I figured out which schools they went to. My kids first went to Word of Life International School. It's in Kitende somewhere. Mm-hmm. Good school for grounding kids. Five to 12. Perfect place. Okay. So well, as, as kids have turned eight, nine, so I began to say, okay, after 12, what happens exactly? Mm. So I began again looking for different people at different stages that would make me better. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Okay. So for someone who's listening now, and unfortunately, a lot of people are also having wake-up calls where they suddenly... Re- I think COVID also did that, the pandemic, where people realized they did not know their children. They had no idea what was going on in their children's lives, who their friends were. It was quite uh, uh, an awakening for very many parents who are busy working hard. That's I say right. working hard because they're like, no, I have to provide. Yeah. I have to provide. You want so to upgrade car. You want to upgrade house. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you're looking at each other. Uh-huh. And there's nothing going on. And you're like, eh, you I mean know. my child likes this? They yeah. don't like that, yes. right? Yes. So for someone who is listening to you, you're talking about planning ahead. Yeah. Hmm? Um, what are some of the other things that you feel are so important when it comes to intentional parenting? All-round grounding. All round grounding. I don't know whether that makes sense, but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. COVID was a leveler mm-hmm. in many ways. Yes. So COVID showed us that even without education, people were going to leave anyway. Because <laughs> there were no schools going on. First of all, we're on record for having done two years of no school and nobody gave a shot at it. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even riot. We should have been out there in the street saying... It's unbelievable, we, by yes, the way. Yeah. We're just... So we are a special kind of people. And we're watching like, okay. And life was moving on. <laughs> Some bars were open. Quietly, people would still sneak out and get drink and then be, I don't know, mm-hmm. police, Do whatever they them, can. Whatever they can. <laughs> but the kids were right there. Mm. Growing, putting on weight, eating. Uh, eating. <laughs> all sorts of things. So what happens is that... Uh, for us, for example, at uh, my household, they found us, COVID found us in a totally different state. My kids do music. They, mm-hmm. they, when I say music, they play piano, mm-hmm. violin, and they, and they cello oh, at wow. competitive level. So we do exams every six months from the Associated Board of the Royal School of Music. Okay. Carla, uh, who shares the name with your daughter, <laughs> is uh, my 12-year-old who's uh, a grade six pianist. Wow. And a very good musician. Mm-hmm. Very, very talented, that one. Um, Keza has done his grade five. Brianna has done grade three, I think. So, I mean, different passion, different things. But as a rule of thumb, everyone, has, everyone plays the piano at my house. Okay. They swim competitively, so we belong to a swim club. Mm-hmm. So they competition every two months, three months. Some of them are even... Um, I can't say competed for the national, but I've been on the national team, but I've not gotten the chance to go out and represent the country. Okay. But they've done the national qualifiers and I've been doing well. Mm-hmm. So we play chess. We play, they've been playing chess competitively as well. But, um, COVID found us with a lot of activities. Mm-hmm. But in there also we learned that they hadn't got an awakening, that they, they didn't know much about home chores. Okay. So we flipped everything over. And they began to give uh, people like maids a break. Uh, they, they had to go back home and things like that. So mm-hmm. the kids you now uh, mop the house, uh, clean the dishes, make the meals <laughs> and stuff like that. So mm. 
it was a very very good awakening mm. to many people yes uh, it showed that particular uh, one that of sunny your children don't have the life skills the to life skills, to look after yes. themselves in a home yes. many people also got uh, that absolutely mm-hmm. in fact from that day uh, right after covid or right within covid i got the conviction that anyone who has a boy child who is 16 should take them to vocational school It is now pointless for a boy child to do high school, the S5 and the 6. If they've done primary school and they've done the four years of, uh, of secondary education, mm-hmm. that's good enough to read and write, to interpret several things, take them to a vocational school. Here's what it is. Mm-hmm. We're going into the world of, maybe I didn't mention this, I read quite extensively. Yes, yes. So there's this book I read about the 21st uh, lessons for the 21st century Okay. by Dr. Yuva So it talks about AI and machine learning, artificial intelligence and machine learning. Mm-hmm. So it says that one day maybe people will run out of jobs and this and that. Mm-hmm. But equally says it mentions in the same breath that whatever innovations go on in tech will still depend on the politics of the day. Mm. So whereas we one day you might not be able to work in the factory, the politics of the day might have to dictate that. for say to have a sane population people still have to have jobs yes. so these robots might actually not be up to scratch yes. because the politics of the day will not uh, permit that so you mean hands on skills hands on skills would still be very very handy mm-hmm. why Mm-hmm. because as it is whatever robots we can make they still want grass food they still <laughs> want to make us a table there are several things that man has to use with their own hands to actually give the touch to what the product has to right. turn out like. So, where is the comparative advantage? Mm-hmm. Uh, generally, as men, we are gifted to use our hands to mm-hmm. work. Yes. So, I don't see how I can have a boy child turning into an accountant in tomorrow's world. That wow. stuff is already done That's by the crazy computer. statement. <laughs> yes. Law. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? The law? It's going to be interpreted on a computer. Mm-hmm. But go out there and be a biochemist. Mm-hmm. Go out there and be an, an agriculturist. Go out there and innovate and create things. Mm-hmm. How are you going to do that if you do the two years? Look at how your journey was. So you did all about nine, ten subjects in all level. Mm-hmm. Then you <laughs> narrowed it down to like three or four yeah. in mm-hmm. high school. Mm-hmm. What happens that now that never opened your scope of learning, it just narrowed it. Mm-hmm. So for a boy child right from S4 to say do Hague or PCM or PEM, You've now narrowed everything mm. to this one thing, say being a say, statistician or an engineer and all that. Mm-hmm. So I'm of a view that if you take them now to much broader uh, world out there, like say a vocational skilling, mm-hmm. then they actually going to be more productive. Wow. If I gave you a journey, if I protracted for you a journey of a child who's done from two kids, say, mm-hmm. A does S4 and goes vocational. B does S4 and goes S5. Mm-hmm. By 22, the one who did vocational is already running a business. Yeah. He's already earning money. But you're still paying fees for the 22-year-old who went to uni. <laughs> good point. You tell Very me, good why, point. why would you settle for? So by 25, the other one who went vocational is telling you that we can partner, get me some land, lease it, and let me make a factory, a small, medium enterprise. Mm-hmm. The other one will be looking, you will be calling your friends to get him a job. You tell me, what would you rather have? That's a good point. I don't think anyone had looked at it quite that way. COVID also opened that area and I said, look, this thing is not working. You can't end up an accountant. Hey, man, mm-hmm. how do you begin to account for things <laughs> that have already been done? No, 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 no. 
<laughs> yeah. So that's, okay. that's the space I am into. That is a yeah. mindset you're in. Why? Okay, yeah. I can understand where you're coming from because it also, I think it also your own journey going to university. Yes. You did your degree, but you were already working. Yeah, I was already working. So it opened up several things and, mm-hmm. and, and I looked at life differently. And also honest. sometimes people say just for men, for their general well-being and confidence mm-hmm. and, you know, ability to be creative, yeah. you need to have a hands-on skill. Even if you have a profession, you need to look for some other area in your life where you're doing something with your hands. By nature, we are supposed to be busy. Mm-hmm. Supposed to be left, right, center, looking for this, looking for that. <laughs> a problem here, problem. It, it's like that. And and if you, you try to uh, downplay that and just, so to speak, chill. And mm-hmm. th- I mean, you've just done disservice to the world. Mm-hmm. Why, why are you a man anyway? <laughs> <laughs> because you're chilling. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it doesn't work like that. Right. I, I honestly don't think it should. Okay, so early on you said, you know, um, if you don't do certain things as a parent, you will see what happens in the future. And I think you're right, we're seeing it, where you'll have 40-year-olds who Mm. are living at home who are unable to live independently. That's right. What are some of the mistakes you think we're making? I mean, you've pointed out some interesting ones here and there. You know, number one, like, you know, making sure people don't know chores, basic (laughs) chores at home. I guess it's wrong to, like, say there are mistakes. You don't know what you don't know, Chris. Okay, true. Uh, you know that. Some of the things that so, we can start doing. Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. One late or not, the better you start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's the thing. I uh, Over the years, I've found out that one has to serialize parenting. Oh, okay. Yeah. So zero to five requires different set, skill set, different message to the child because they are, they are babies. Mm-hmm. Five to 12 is character building. Character building, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so because beyond 12, 13, 14, kids are getting minds of their own. So it's different to send a new message. Mm-hmm. So you ought to be reasoned, just sound the same. Mm. From what you said between 5 to 12 is what you say again from like 5 to so that's where 13 you reinforce to your, your values. Absolutely, your, mm-hmm. yes. Because in there then, look at our Christianity or Islam. Mm-hmm. All these religions, yes. everything is indoctrination. Let's mm-hmm. say, I kid you not. There's a reason why a Muslim won't listen to Jesus and, mm-hmm. and a Christian won't listen to to Muhammad. Mm-hmm. Everything is down to the message that you send. So while you are very intentional, you have this particular set of, so to speak, I wouldn't call them rules, but a certain message that you send. Mm-hmm. So that message, as long as it's in there, imprinted in the kids mind and body and wax mm-hmm. you definitely have to get results at okay. the end of things mm-hmm. so what you say between 5 and 12 is different again from what you say from 13 to 18 because now you're now trying to master what you've been telling them in the other 7 years mm-hmm. then 18 to 24 is also different skill set then 24 and over is really dialoguing you're now talking mm-hmm. here <laughs> yes. you made a mistake <laughs> yeah. maybe this is better stuff like that okay so I can't say people make mistakes. It's just as you don't know what you don't know. Mm. All, all I'm saying is that where are your energies focused? Okay. If they are focused to doing a good job, then you will figure out a way. Mm-hmm. This is my way. And there are several other ways. Mine is not for proof. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not even yet. I don't have an adult yet to say that I've done a good job. <laughs> yeah. So it's still a work in progress mm-hmm. for me. But but you have made the decision to I've be an intentional parent. Exactly. That's where I wanted to go. You make the decision, then you figure out how it works mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis. As and when, everyone has their own journey. Mm-hmm. And we're all not going to follow one path. But it still works out if the message is very clear. 
-hmm. It's a whole different story if you're jumbled up, you're left, right, center, you <laughs> nowhere in particular. That for me is where I find it's Mm -hmm. yeah. I like that. You know, you have to know who you're talking to and what your intention is Absolutely. for the age bracket. Age bracket. Um, one last thing before we wrap up. When yeah. it comes to discipline, mm, yes. where do you stand? Where do you stand? Because um, people view discipline in a different way now. They're kind yeah. of like, no, but you know, my child, I have to give them the life that I never had and don't shout at them and don't this and don't that and don't the other. <laughs> Again, we all guess, have different I'm, parenting I'm, I'm, styles. I'm the but worst person there because me, I, I run a military camp. <laughs> I run a military camp. No but nonsense. You know, the, no, no nonsense. But the thing is that as kids get to grow, like for example, uh, uh, I would say, Atali, I used to think I never loved her one bit. Mm -hmm. Because it was this, she's a firstborn. Yeah. So it's this, that, this, that, 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 never gives us time to rest. Mm -hmm. We never ever chill. But the thing is that uh, as I was growing, again, like I told you, the how is what the day to day basis. So I didn't know what I didn't know, mm -hmm. but I kept on learning. Yes. So yes. I created like a reward system, for example, at home. There's a time, I think she was in grade three or four. Mm hmm. So I told her I needed, uh, I'm seeing your maths, you, you get A minus, A plus, I want an A plus all throughout the term, then you pick what you want. So she wanted knee high boots, I have kids who are a bit too, <laughs> they have sense of fashion, it's on another level, yeah? Uh -huh. So she did that the whole time and I ordered a friend of mine who stays in Maryland, got me a pair of boots. The boots that she boots wanted. That <laughs> she wanted. So she began to believe that, look, this guy is not all terror. Mm. Yeah? <laughs> There's a bit of eh? if you do what he wants, you also get you what you want. Mm -hmm. So that kind of uh, so it is discipline, mm -hmm. but there's a reward to it. There's a reward. So to it's, it. it's a reward to it. So, so it's, it's not, not it's just not all out discipline, chiboko, and all that <laughs> and all that. Then of, of course over the years, like I told you about the serializing, uh, five to thirteen, twelve. Mm. I stopped being tough on a girl child after 12 years. Mm -hmm. So they now are in shock. They said that this man was a tyrant. What has <laughs> happened to this man? He's now talking to us. The other day he bought me a phone. For example, when they were eight, I remember in case I was like nine and the, the other two were seven. This, the, I, I, wrote, I put them, uh, we had agreements on when they would, at what age they would need uh, a phone. Get a phone. Mm -hmm. And of course, all of them, because of fear, they were saying 18, 16. I knew we would never touch that. But they signed the thing. Mm -hmm. So nobody was ever going to ask for a phone at 12 okay. when you signed up for, <laughs> for 18. Mm -hmm. yeah, so as it is, as, as I speak only, because I have a phone. Okay. They, and the others they, know? They, they, they know that their time is not yet. Now we've already uh, kind of amended it. Mm -hmm. So they've whoever touches 14 gets a smartphone uh -huh. so and you'll be waiting and they are no longer putting on i mean their friends have phones and there's no pressure mm. they are waiting for that time to get the phone because that's what daddy said so discipline i'm a very big big disciplinarian mm -hmm. i kind of think uh, for example uh, money is mm -hmm. a big problem so a lot of uh today parenting so people who are say middle class Mm -hmm. want to throw these all these nice things uh, to their kids because they never had them uh -huh. and that for me is an area of uh, it's just where we get it wrong mm -hmm. I agree so with you so you find that uh, as opposed to for example uh, on Sundays we do supermarket shopping with mm. my kids okay. so they write down the list of uh, things that we need for the house for the week mm -hmm. so 
uh, at first I first took them to do the rounds and after like um, take one at a time okay. every Sunday a different person to go with the, you to yes, shop for the house I'm done with the four rounds then I take all four mm. so that they get to know how do we look for good uh, deals how do we by what we need and what we don't what we want and what we need that difference uh, what we want and, and what we want. need yes. uh-huh. so in there they learned how to pick good deals for example in the shelf for choco pops uh, the two f- say for the price of three uh-huh. or, or two for the price of one whatever mm-hmm. it is <laughs> so they would make that math right in their heads and uh-huh. stuff like that I even took them to forex bureaus so I give them a hundred dollar note so you get in there and change this to Uganda shillings mm-hmm. and you come back and tell me when you have dollars what do you do you multiply or you divide mm-hmm. to get the shillings if you have shillings and you want dollars what do you do so that financial literacy as opposed to just giving them 200,000 to go to school and do whatever kind of inflation caused at a canteen or something mm-hmm. and that's what most parents are doing so you get yeah. 250k notes and give the kid I you know. go to school like I was told but as a child who gets exactly 200,000 every week for their break I'm like what yes. so Kaiser went to Aga Khan yes. five years ago mm-hmm. this August Brianna went to Aga Khan as well so I have two kids in Aga Khan so Carla and Ariella are still at, uh, here with me mm-hmm. but they've been doing Bethel there's a school in Mulago okay. near there so we've moved them from Bethel to North Green School Mm-hmm. North Green yes, yes, North Green. So North Green, Kala is in year eight now. Mm-hmm. They have a trip to Lake Mburo at okay. the end of the month. All right. This month. Mm-hmm. So while we're in the school meeting, the school agreed that give kids 50 to 70,000 as pocket money. Mm-hmm. For that trip. So the administrator said at some point in the in the meeting that you can give them more. I said, wait a minute. Mixed messages. Mixed messages. You're saying 50 to 70,000. So if you say you give them more, so I'm going to give my child 70,000 cuz I'm following the circular. And one of our friends will have 500,000 shillings. Mm. What kind of message? What am, what am I doing? This kid is going to come back and all up in arms that daddy I couldn't buy this cuz my friends were buying this and I couldn't buy this. Yes, so yes. I told him, guys, me I'm new here. But, But we this, must. Mm-hmm. I can't deal with. Mm-hmm. So have clear guidelines that it's 70,000 and nothing more. Mm-hmm. Or else you're going to cause a big problem. That's a good yeah. point because yeah. also we're teaching our children. I mean, they don't understand the value of money. Absolutely. They cannot look at how this earn that today. kind of money yet you're just giving it to them. What Absolutely. happens when they're older? Absolutely. Mm. So they get in there and they are adults and they figure out they used to spend a million shillings but they are only earning 400,000. <laughs> Who plugs in the other gap? You. <laughs> It's on you. <laughs> so, you have to deal with them the way you have to deal with them. Okay. Wow, there's a lot a lot to take away from this oh conversation. With parenting, I think we can spend the whole day here, but there's a lot to always. I'm telling you, always I'd a like to and touch change. base with you again. <laughs> <laughs> touch base with you again. I'm I'm, I'm available whenever you well, wish. Thank you yeah. so much for joining me, Colin. You're just welcome. one last thing as yeah. a father. Yeah. I'd like you maybe just to share something small. Uh, to other fathers that you yes. have learned because yeah. I'm a mom I'm normally talking about being a mom That's but right. you're a dad yeah. um and how can someone be an intentional parent as a father just as we wrap up here's the thing um create time create time and there's always time mm-hmm. uh in my 20s I used to play some football and look so uh when Kala was born 2009 I quit Okay, so stop now, playing football. This is not it. Because now Kezo is about two and a half. Mm-hmm. Until I was born, I said, this is it. Okay. So I looked at 
my schedule like look at the schedule from like 4 to 7 mm-hmm. what exactly are you doing 4 to 7 every day after, yeah, yeah after work because okay. normally if you have an 8 to 5 job still mm-hmm. what are you doing between 5 and 7 mm-hmm. to be honest for the most time from when Carla was born to about when she was 2 mm-hmm. I was in the bad drinking okay i said no 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 it's not working now okay there was 4 Carla was 2 Rihanna was still with the mother, but been taking care of her since she was four. Mm-hmm. So I said, no, this has to stop. Okay. Let me figure out. So I did purpose to pick and drop my children from school, from mm-hmm. home to the bus. Back then it was the bus, now it's school. Mm-hmm. And pick them from the bus to back home from 2011 to today. There's not a day I have missed, mm-hmm. even when I'm on half a leg. Or half a lung, or half an eye. Because <laughs> be those nights where you really slept late and all those things. Yes. But I would still wake up. Mm-hmm. So it's those things. Create time. And there's always time. Mm-hmm. You look at your schedule and look at exactly what is important and what is not important. Mm-hmm. So you focus on looking for the resources because this parenting will take resources. Yep. The other side is look for time to be with them shape their idea of the world through your lenses yes yes so okay. i remember when i was there was this um because it's still under road so there's this time i was driving them to school and mm-hmm. that was uh taking them to the bus in the morning but there were these kids going to kitante primary mm-hmm. and one of the colors said that i want to want to walk to school oh like, okay. <laughs> how do i handle this how do i handle this Yeah, so it's those things you be the person they should be asking you yeah. should be the person they're asking for these kinds of questions mm-hmm. not this shuttle business there's a chap who picks uh, my kids and drops them what do they tell them when they fight when they look through the car how do they perceive whatever they are seeing yeah. what is the response of that driver when he's asked a question mm. that for me is a very very key thing okay so okay uh, <laughs> I'll give you one last one. So I had an issue with uh, my wife mm-hmm. when uh, between again when I was still figuring out between zero and say when because I was four or five. Mm-hmm. She said you never hear. So meanwhile me I was doing my homework trying to look for ways of how to raise these kids. Mm. So you never hear you raising the bar you that that mm-hmm. I've already told you how it was with I kid football. Mm-hmm. So in there for me I was doing my homework. I told her like, the day I begin to handle these kids mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. you will not recognize them after <laughs> at some time mm-hmm. today when <laughs> she always complains that my first born is like me okay so, so there's no difference when she's taking her to school to Mombasa it's like it's as if I traveled with you because it's so fast it's so busy it's very, it's able, said but I told you this that when I begin to parent mm. you will not see yourself in the picture wow. so that's what it is that's how much power we have mm-hmm. as men Mm. So get hold of these kids. Give them time. Give time to things. Find the resource and also time for them. All right. Well, thank yeah. you so much for You're joining welcome. me again. You're welcome. Powerful Please conversation. And yeah, there's a lot to learn. <laughs> Always. Looking forward to meeting you again. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Groove Cafe.